Hello everyone, welcome to the 40th episode of Snippets. I am Dr. Gaurav Chauhan, your host for today. So friends, we all know the importance of scientific research in the field of medicine. Writing and publishing your work is as important as doing your research. Scientific writing is an art and most of us find it difficult. So to help us today, we have with us Dr. Jyotirmay Vishwas, Head of Department of Uveitis and Ocular Pathology at Shankar Nitralaya. He has more than 500 publications in peer-reviewed journals and has written numerous chapters in different books. He will be sharing with us some practical points in writing a scientific paper. Welcome to Snippets, sir. Dear my friends, my all PGs and fellows, I am going to talk about practical suggestions in the writing of a research paper. Believe me, I was one of you who didn't write paper before joining Shankar Netralaya. Writing a scientific article, you know, requires a proper planning and a methodical approach. I will provide you some practical tips which I have learned over the years to organize the materials before writing and discuss how to approach the writing of different parts of the article, like introduction, materials and methods, results and discussion, and finally conclusion. I will provide you also some guidelines regarding authorship, how to cite references, selecting photographs, tables, legends, and finally style, grammar, and syntax. I just like to start with a quotation from Sir James Barry, who said, the man of science appears to be the only person who has something to say just now and the only man who doesn't know how to say it, like us. The scientific work, no matter how spectacular the findings are, is not complete until the results are published. The scientist, therefore, must not only do research, but also must write up the research, results, communicate with others, but you know, scientific writing is not easy. Barring a few fortunate exceptions, writers are made, not born. The writing of a research paper is often a tedious and painstaking process and a very intense struggle between the writer and the blank sheet of paper. There are few practical points I will be giving you over the years which I have learned by scientific researchers, I myself and others, who believe the scientific experiment and observation is not complete until the results are conveyed to others, which can be achieved by the publication. Before writing a paper, it is important to answer five questions. First, assess whether the work is fit for publication. Are there enough well-documented data and findings? Remember, a negative results can also become a good scientific information and a paper. You should also find out what is the potential audience or readers for the research work and which is the most suitable and prestigious journal. It, and I must say that it should be peer-reviewed and PubMed indexed. A lot of the articles, if it is not PubMed indexed, is often lost into the oblivion. And you should not put the article in the spurious journals, which are many nowadays. How would you prioritize this work? That is also very important. 
do not mess with too many papers at a time and then also decide what is the time frame to be followed remember a paper is not complete until it is dispatched and accepted for publication and plan a realistic timeline few practical tips how to get started i'd like to mention that the writing of a paper required quite a good amount of concentration you should select a place where you will not be disturbed block off your writing time also some people find the first hour of work in the morning to be the best time to put down their thoughts like me some find that the evening after routine work is completed is the best time to write uninterrupted you can do both find out which one suits you the best you should also know how long it takes you to get going and how long it takes before you run out of the steam you should plan a time slot accordingly second thing is keep everything you need ready before you start working on the paper for example data sheets photographs and photocopies or in the computer the key articles in the field think about how exactly you will write some people are comfortable with a pencil and paper like me while others prefer to type directly on the computer who are computer savvy it would be advantage if you could type and use the computer efficiently particularly the word processor not like me i am a little computer challenged person if you pursue a career in science you need to write the scientific world you should know the adage publish or perish learning to use a computer is one of the quite important thing to yourself write and save a lot of time to get going once a piece of work is targeted for publication you must identify the journal early on time so the time is not wasted in formatting the journals formatting for the article many journals differ in style though in minor ways of course keep a list of instruction to the authors of the preferred journals to make your job easy and if you choose the journal you should select the author's instructions for the journal now second question which journal should you send the article assess the relevance of your work to a particular journal is it ophthalmology related or is it general is it any partial some sub specialty etc check the impact factor impact factor means the number of times a published article is cited in other papers when and where should we start this is a very important and pertinent question it would be best to start after finishing all the critical experiment and completing the analysis like you know excel sheet analysis and made some um data keep all the bits and pieces of information together with a list of references keep track of your references new information coming into the field get the latest literature search and put all informations and photograph in a separate file select the best photographs you have taken or plan your photograph early enough make sure the site of interest is photographed in the proper magnification keep aside separately the results and the records of the research the basic format of the papers is what we generally called imrat format introduction methods results and discussion which should be at least this format is very old and at least 100 years old what do you mean by introduction that is why was the work undertaken method how was it done results what did you find it 
and discussion and conclusion, what does it imply? All articles should start with the title, author's affiliation, abstract and keyword. It might be very difficult to begin the first few lines. Therefore, it is better to start with the materials and method. This is the part that the author has worked on it, and you have worked on it, and it would be easy for you to write it. It was wise to write this part while the work in progress. One simple reason that it will facilitate consultation with co-authors and modify the strategy. Some of the important considerations I must mention, one is the authorship. Authorship of the paper is an important issue and should not be neglected. Unfortunately, there is no generalized rule to decide who can be the authors and what should be the order. There are some guidelines that are available, of course. Most feel that the main author should be the one who takes the intellectual responsibility for the experiment or analysis of the work done for the paper. I always feel that the person who writes the first draft is also should be credited and most likely can be the first author. Sequence of authors is also another important issue. Should be decided unanimously and before the research work of the work or the paper is started even. This definitely avoid confusion or misunderstanding later on. A thorough discussion and guidelines of the authors of the medical papers has been in the internet. You can get it. Next question, next part of the paper is the title. Title, I should must mention that the First impression is a strong impression. Therefore, a title should be well studied and to give so far as its limits permit a definite and concise indication what is going to come. The title is one of the most vital part of the paper and many of the readers only read the title only. It should be short, interesting and should be described the significant results or findings. You may, it may work better to write a few titles and then choose the one that will best convey the contents of the paper. Now comes the abstract, is the roadmap. A great deal of importance should be placed on writing the abstract. Do not try to write the abstract before you finish the writing the paper. A good paper often makes the writing for a good abstract easy. The abstract should provide the gist of the work done. As I mentioned, is the roadmap. Currently, many journals want a structured abstract with subheadings such as purpose, method, results, and conclusion. The abstract should be written in the past tense. You make it clear and simple. Avoid extra details. Provide the main conclusions. And be economical with words. Abstracts are usually limited to 250 words. The abstract gives a very short summary of what the hypothesis is, what has been found, and why it is important. With most journals being linked to the website, Computer searches often include only the abstract only. Therefore, very careful about the abstract because it would be read and used more than the article. Next come the keywords. The keywords should be well chosen so that they are common to all the databases, computer-based databases. Well-chosen keywords greatly help in scanning the literature. Coming to the introduction, you must remember that a bad beginning makes a bad ending. The introduction basically conveys the rationale of the study. It describes the hypothesis first, then background and scope of the study. Important references relevant to the field of study should be chosen. The steps which I am telling you can guide the writing of the introduction. First, you define the problem. 
then provide a brief review of the literature done in the field, summarize what is currently known on the question or a hypothesis, state the principal conclusion of the paper, do not be tempted to keep things in suspense, spell it out clearly. As it has been truly said, reading a scientific article is not the same as reading a detective story. The introduction is written in the present sense, and this is also a good place to introduce abbreviation to save time and space. Second part is easy, materials and methods. This is say, there is said, saying that there is a certain method in madness also. This describes what has already been done and will be the easiest part to write. The purpose of this section is basically to provide its enough details so that a competent worker can repeat the same experiment or same study. It is not necessary to give details for every part of the experiment, but if the technicalities of the major experiment cannot be detailed due to the lack of space, they should be outlined and reference provided at the end. In a clinical study, start why you selected the topic, what examinations were done, investigations carried out, the statistical methods employed. This is the part you have most carefully reviewed it. If, you, or if your work involves other investigations who did part of the work, take help of their, them to, so that they can be written in collaboration with or after the discussion with them. So each part can be written by the, some, some of the workers who are field, working in the same paper. In experimental studies, provide the technical specification, the quantity, source, and method in preparation. Follow the chronology of the events. In case of some instruments which are used, like what camera was used, what OCT machine was used, that should be put. Next come the results. This is the core of the paper. Present only the representative data and briefly describe the results. Some explanation can be provided using illustrations. Choose a judicious combination of the tables is to present similar results. Should data be put in the table or text, that is a very important and pertinent question. A tabular presentation of the data is often called the heart or better the brain of a scientific paper. If there are only a few factors to be discussed, such as the sex distribution, incorporate them in the text, not in the figure or pie chart. Present the data in tables, graphs, rather than display an array of numbers in the text that might confuse the reader. Try to present the results as clearly and succinctly as possible. And here you should avoid verbosity as far as possible. Select your tables and figures carefully. The tables has horizontal row and vertical columns. Like elements should be read top to the bottom and not across. The table should have a title and footnotes. And when there is need to amplify, abbreviations are often needed in the table and that should be amplified at the bottom of the table. Now about the figures. A picture is of thousand words. A picture may instantly present what a book could set forth only in 100 pages. So only figures of prime importance should be presented. They should highlight the and illustrate the most important points of your paper. Every finding need not be accompanied by a photograph. Use clear arrows or letters to indicate the area of interest, especially in microphotographs, CT scan, etc. The patient's name should not be seen in any of the figures. Even MRD number should not be there. If an external photograph is taken, block the area 
or put a patch with a of the area so that the identification can be avoided. For microphotographs, crop the unnecessary part. Use an inset. That's a good idea for highlighting in certain areas. The legions must clearly describe what it shows without reference to the text. So it should be detailed as much as possible. Remember, some readers will begin your paper by looking at the figures past. So very careful about the figures. Coming to the discussion, it's not the easy part. Scientific inquiry requires investigators to dis challenge the validity and interpretation of evidence. Hence, the, it is the research. This is usually the most difficult section to write, as I mentioned. So be specific. Do not beat about the bush. It may help to go, go through the discussion of other paper related to the present work. So if you go through it, it will be easier. Avoid the temptation to leave discussion from other papers. This is a common mistake, and this is called plagiarism, and you should avoid it. The discussion, you make it as relevant as possible. Do not replicate the results section, but begin the discussion with the description of the major findings. Just summarize in few lines. Point out the exceptions or lack of correlation with the evidences in the literature. State how the results or interpretation agree or disagree with previously published work, as I mentioned. Then describe the theoretical and practical implications of the present study. End the discussion with a short summary or conclusion. If no separate conclusion exists in the prescribed journal format, otherwise you can uh, put a conclusion headline and then write the conclusion. I just like to quote, finally, good writing, like good music, should have a fitting climax. So you should be very careful about the conclusion which I made. References, this is also an important part. The manuscript, often the people try to give as many references as possible. But remember, the manuscript containing innumerable references are more likely a sign of insecurity than a mark of scholarship. Rule of thumb is that Rule of thumb is that list significant published references. You do not need to annotate all the references unless you are writing a major review like survey of ophthalmology paper. Unpublished references should be cited only if absolutely necessary. All the references should be complete with author's names as written in the journal guideline, ER, article title, journal name, page extent, and in case of book, write the publisher, and the year of publication, and you should match the text citation. Place each reference at the point of the sentence to which it applies, and not necessarily at the end of the sentence. Become familiar with the style of the journal used for the references. Avoid cross-referencing from other articles. Check it yourself as much as possible, if available in your library or from the PubMed. Choose references that strengthen your argument. And that should be the catchword, and that should be the guideline of that one. And so choosing the references properly is quite paramount importance. Now, next part is the style, grammar, and syntax. There can be a lot of, the article can be rejected if your grammar English is not correct. So be careful. Keep medical and English dictionaries and the thesaurus ready for quick referencing of technical forms. Always do a spell check and a lot of computer has got the spell check nowadays, and that's not a problem. So the few common tips are, do not use double negative. 
Do not use the present tense for one's own work. Do a spell check, as I mentioned, if you are uh, doing the computer-based work and this is available. Avoid repetition of the word as much as possible. And finally, these are the main points which I've learned over the years. Review the paper critically once the writing is over. It would be wise to ask a colleague to go through your paper. Often one is too attached to his work, to our own work, and is uh, failed to do the critical criticism properly. Others may be able to see the mistakes more easily. My first paper was a primary amyloidosis of the vitreous, and I wrote seven pages. The editor told that to make it one page. I don't know that how to do it. Every word, a sentence appears to be my child. So what I did, I gave it to my wife. She cut it and make it one page. And within a few days, the article was published. It's, it's truth. Take a break from the work and review the paper again. After a week or two, three days, schedule enough time to go through the several revisions. Do not send a manuscript unless you are totally satisfied. Once a paper gets published, you cannot change it. Do not discard previous drafts till your manuscript is finally sent for publication. If the manuscript comes back with a rejection letter from the editor's desk, this I always tell, do not get disheartened or brood over it. Lot of the important investigators, scientists, paper get rejected. So go through the reviewer comments carefully. Many of the times reviewers are correct. Make changes if necessary and send it to some other journal. You might be lucky ne next time. Remember that most of the esteemed journals have at least 50% and now almost 70% rejection rate. Check whether the reviewer has missed any points. As if so, write for clarity. You may even think of an appeal to the editor in exceptional cases. It should be very exceptional. Keep a keep copy of the revised manuscript as you may, you may have to compare it to the preprint form from which the editor sends for corrections, like page proof. At the end, you may add acknowledgement. If you have taken significant help regarding the preparation of the manuscript, use this opportunity to note it. There is no harm in acknowledging it. This could be for reviewing your manuscript. That like somebody has helped you review the manuscript, help with the pathology slide or doing a part of the technical work. However, you should not include a host of, a host of names like who took the photograph, who uh, took the blood uh, and uh, this routine laboratory testing. That's not required. Or who typed the manuscript, etc. Often the article is published. Once the article is published, keep a copy of the article. It should be too embarrassing if you are not able to identify or recollect your own published findings. Keep a backup of the manuscript, photographs, and data for at least six months after publication because you may get a letter to the, uh, get a letter to the editor asking you to some clarifications about your paper. It has happened many times to me. So I have kept the slides even for the long time. And to end it, last but not the least, you should enjoy writing. Is that um, presentation is very good. It might impress many but but it's short-lived. Many people will forget about the presentation. Publication is the gold standard. It is aged in history. It is remembered for all. So go for publication, not the presentation only. That's my last suggestion. So enjoy reading, writing. If it is helpful, please let me know. 
you can get this uh, tips is in my article, practical suggestion of writing a research manuscript, which was published in IGO 1998. Later on in 2014, in IGO, I wrote an article with others, publish or perish. So that can help you. And if you have any questions, you can contact me easily at my email, drjv at snml.org or at my mobile, 9600-19098. Thank you, sir, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your valuable experience with us. I am sure this will be helpful to all of us. Thank you all for tuning in and do subscribe to our channel for further updates.